Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is episode 211, I think. Um, I'm Diane Gibbs, I'm the host. I don't know if I said that already. Anyway, today I'm joined by my good friend Johnny Gwynn, who I've had on the show before, and he was an early adopter, I think. Um, you believed in me early on, like five years ago, or it will be five years ago. Really, really early I had Johnny on, um, and so I'm really excited to have him back. He's been on, and so I'm love to have him love to hang out with them. We always get, have great conversations. So, but he started, um, sketch noting back in 2000, what? Hmm. 10 or uh, about 11 or 12, probably. So a good many years ago. Yeah. More and, 12. Yeah. And so we're going to see how that progression has happened and how, because I feel like if anybody's watching that hasn't had, um, that is like, I don't know if this is for me or I'm afraid, or if you've seen other people and you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm not that good. Johnny's going to kind of take us through the evolution and how it's really helped him and how he does this in a lot of other areas of his life now, not just, uh, you know, in meetings or something. So, um, and Andre asked if there's an Alabama accent, they would say, I sound like a Yankee, even though I grew up in Atlanta. My mom sounds like the people who are from Alabama probably, but not me. Yeah, I talk fast, so I sound like I'm from the Midwest. But you could put it on, right? If oh, you man, I, to. I could put on an Alabama accent pretty damn good. That's right. So, yeah. Andre, it's not me. I would not be. But anyway. All right. So my husband sort of sounds, I guess, Alabama-ish. All right. So we're going to get started. Um, Johnny, tell us a little bit about a little bit about your background and then when you first came in, became interested in sketchnoting and why it was interesting to you. Okay, I have a long journey to get here, so I will make a list of things, and I'll just start after college, okay? Okay. So, lost and delusional college graduate, wasted time working as a bank manager, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, while losing brain cells in a traveling Grateful Dead cover band. Uh, then I was a bar owner, and then a failed bar owner. Then I found Portfolio Center, and I finished an advertising art direction. And uh, now I became a you become a graphic designer once you get out in the world because you realize you kind of have to. Uh, I'm a business owner. I own Hummingbird Ideas. Uh, I am a social media hack. I really am. I, I'm not. I, I started our division, but I realized I still think like it's 2011. So we have people there who handle that now. And um, I'm a podcasting fanatic. And I'm also now a podcasting producer at Deep Fried Studios. And I'm an avid sketch noter, and that's what we're here to talk about. Right. All right. So. And why I got into sketch noting, actually, is that the second question? Yes. Okay. Uh, I was trying to get back to my spirituality a little more. I grew up Catholic. And I can't say that was the most engaging uh, religion that I would say. And a friend of mine put me onto a CD by a man named Matthew Kelly. He's called dynamiccatholic.com. He's a phenomenal speaker, and he's trying to bring life into the Catholic Church and bring young people back. And he said, church is boring. I know it is. Go into church with a journal, and I want you to find one sentence and write that sentence down that you found interesting for you to work on that week to make you a better person. So, of course, I end up starting with that, but by the time I'm done, you'll end up seeing where it ends up with me sketchnoting the whole service usually now. So it sketchnoting also helps people pay attention. So me and you both kind of are a little have attention issues. And yep. so it, we wander, which I actually think is a blessing mm -hmm. in what we do. Um, I never think of that as a negative, but 
it is a good way for us to stay um, with the speaker, I guess. Yes. Well, so I used to move my twitch, my hand and my leg, bounce my leg all the time, and drive everybody crazy that I'm with. When you're sketch noting, all your energy goes to your hand. So you don't do all that bouncing around a lot. And I stay in the moment. So I do ADHD treatment and I have a therapist. He actually brought sketchnoting to me as well. He said, this is a really good way for you to pay attention in those awful, boring meetings you bring up all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. I, um, so, all right. So as you began sketchnoting, you started at church. Mm -hmm. um, where did you look for ins inspiration or education about sketchnoting or on the subject of? Well, I, I just started drawing, and I will show you my first one in a little while. It is god-awful. Uh, it, but when I got Mike Rohde's book, uh, I realized it was a thing. Sketchnoting was a thing. Uh, I got my, Mike Rohde's book, and that was huge for me. The door opened up for, wow, there is a lot of people doing this. There's a system to it. Uh, the beauty of part of it is there's a system to it, but everyone's so different it, with their styles. Um, so really that set me on my path to understand how the page works or how to do lettering or how to organize what's going on. Because, you know, in real time, when I'm doing sketches in real time, it's, it's hard to pay attention, sketch and do all those things because it's not about verbatim. It's about ideas, mm -hmm. concepts and ideas. And how do you make those things make sense? on paper to anybody and then also to yourself because also depends on see I've got a different audience now because I show and we'll get into that I show sketch noting to the world and one thing that I do and then other ones are just for me so it, it had I just all a shorthand and this weird language in it so it, it really is different for, for the audience right just like but that goes along with what we do as designers mm -hmm. and, um, and you didn't did you feel like you are a really great quick figure drawer when you no. started no, one of the Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Okay. So I'm an awful draw. I, I'm awful. I have no hand skills at all. I could barely do stick people. Uh, and when I did draw, it was hilariously bad. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was this is a way for me to be in church and also be doing something, you know, mechanical, you know, technical with my hand. You actually, we had a conversation, I think at Chipotle or whatever, we were meeting a while back. And I was talking about how I can't find time to practice. Uh, drawing and you were like you need to find those times when you're in a meeting or whatever and I that like fed into that world as well of learning how to not only am I learning to do the sketch noting thing and, and I'm, in, I'm in the moment and my brain's working and I really like the way this makes sense but I was also working on my technical skills right because as we if you're trying to get better at something it's good to practice on a more regular basis yeah right? and, 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 and definitely and that was my early you know, understanding, uh, Mike, I can't tell you how important Mike's book is, Mike Rohde's book, the handbook of sketchbook. Is it called the handbook of sketch noting? I'm going to look it up. And, I, and I, don't I, even, I, I don't even have it here because I've given it, I've given away so many copies of it that I don't have a version anymore. <laughs> so, because it, it's, it's so great. It is. And I've actually had him on the show before. So mm -hmm. I will make sure that I link that up uh, at the show notes. And then I will make sure that I link up the um, Mike Rohde's sketch noting book which I'm going to uh, and so, so when I followed Mike on Twitter which is like road design mm -hmm. uh, I found sketchnote army which there's thousands of people doing sketch notes and they're putting it up every day so it's this really weird wonderful community of, of people doing these things but by the way that people think is really weird when I do it at first they, they're fascinated but they're really kind of off put a little bit at first they think you're doodling and wasting time and not paying attention 
Right. Absolutely. So there is some sort of, you have to get over um, what people maybe think about yeah, yeah. Um, what you're doing because a lot of it's like people who take notes on their phone they're like, could you just pay attention, you know, and there is that, but at least it's not, um, you're not, you, you aren't taking notes on a iPad, which I think no. people oh, would yeah. even be more offended on, I think probably. Well, they, they think you're watching the baseball game or something or, or on Facebook, especially in church. I guess I go to a very conservative, older, uh, parish, great pastor. And, 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 you know, but I'm just saying, it, I, there was a lot of people who thought I was over there, that long-haired guy messing around in church over there. But, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then I actually explain a, a lot of it to people now because I sit off to the side. It's disruptive to other people, so you have to keep that in mind. So I'm off to the side because they, they will watch you the whole time. If you sit in the middle aisles, they will watch you draw the whole time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, um, what were some of well, you've kind of talked about the influences. Was there anybody else besides the um, Sketchnote Army? And tell yes. a little bit about that, because I think having that community was important. Sketchnote Army is, is amazing because there's all different types of skill levels and styles there of people doing sketchnoting from class work to uh, MIT studies to uh, webinars and seminars and movies. They, they, there's a whole group of people that, that sketch note movies, uh, sketch note TV shows. It's just this way of kind of grasping mm -hmm. and dealing with data. And it's uh, info collection is something that I heard as well. You know, info collection and reporting. And it's just, you, you see like, wow, that person doesn't draw very well, but I love their structure or I love the way they do their typography, or I love the way they do that. So you, I'm kind of stealing all the time from people to say, oh, I really like that way that person does it. And it's, it's always not – there's illustrators on that that will blow your mind. <laughs> their, their work will blow your mind with how it works. But then you'll see somebody who's really smart with putting ideas together, and the artwork's not amazing, but the concepts are just stunning. And that's w one of the things that I played in them me being confident to be confident because look and, and I did really well at portfolio center I did really well in advertising because my concepting skills were really good compared to what my hand skills were my illustrator skills so I get to show some of that uh, in that world uh, in sketch noting and, and people look at it as like yeah he can't draw with a damn but he's got some really cool ideas Right. But it's also about developing those ideas. And the, the yeah. more you do this, the more you're pushing ideas, then the better your ideas become. Because just like a physical skill is drawing, so is you can get better at even concepting. And so if somebody is like, oh, well, I'm just not conceptual, this is a way for you to push your conceptual skills as well. Definitely, because you're thinking on the fly. You're thinking very quick. And, and uh, when we show some things, I'll show you my language that I have. And when you create a structure for yourself, like a page template, that you know where certain things are going before you start, it gives you freedom to listen to the person more, to, to have those areas to, to concept and, and to create. Because if the page is blank and you're just willy-nilly throwing stuff on the page, it's very difficult to focus on that or know when to be creative. So there's some tricks to understanding how to work the page before the speaker even starts. But so those aren't things that you knew from the very beginning, right? Those are things no, that I happened. Not, yeah, I did right. not know that. Mike tells talks about that in the, the handbook of sketchnoting, but you learn 
you learn it along the way. It's like, oh, it's so great when I know the first thing I put down there is my date, the ribbon and the date. Right. And then this part is where I'm going to draw the picture of the person speaking. And this part is the part where I like random ideas. So it really helps you because then you know this part over here is like when they speak part one, part two, and part three. It starts putting order because if not, it's very chaotic. So Andre is confused. So yeah. is there a piece that you could show? Yeah. Um, so that kind of like takes us through what sketch noting is. Really, normally people do sketch noting to um, take notes of ideas or things that are going on within um, a space. But the, what you're talking about conceptually, um, it may be pushing your idea on a concept out into the paper. Correct. Correct. Let me uh, let me put something up here. Can you see what I'm doing? Yes. Okay, where so it am looks kind of cut off. But oh, okay. Hold on, where am I? I'm so yep. lost. You're right there, and you're moving it up. Okay. Okay, now so, we can see it all. So this is, uh, wow, this is not what I wanted to show, but I will show this. <laughs> so this, if you see the top left-hand corner up there, there it says September 11th, right? That is on every one of my Sabadoodles, these the sketch notes from church. It's always there, and that is like my page number, and I also have where I am, Christchurch Cathedral, where, what city I'm in, and then Reverend Deacon Beverly Gibson. Always there is that, okay? And then on the right-hand side, you'll see a box that really is kind of notes to me, like I ask myself a question. And then in the middle part on the first page is lost and found, all that, that's all from the readings. So the idea is I always know the readings are going to be in that segment right there. And then her sermon is always on the right hand side. Mm -hmm. So that way it, it's some prepared, some I know where I'm going. And then some is all in real time. Because she sends it, she sends the readings out to the congregation beforehand so that everybody can kind of be prepared. Right. Now, not all people are going to do that when you go to a meeting, but you do get an itinerary or not an itinerary, a, an agenda for a meeting. If you're going to do a meeting, Correct. so you could kind of know what the major points are and you could do a right hand page, a left hand page, the left hand page. If you wanted to have that be kind of the focus area and then the notes would be on the right. If you want. Well, it, it lets me, um, I, I do prep now, which I never did before meetings. I never did before church. Now she sends a letter out that talks about what she's going to talk about. And then we are in the Episcopal tradition. So there, you know, the readings, it's on a calendar. So we know the readings uh, beforehand. So I kind of read a little bit beforehand and know kind of where I'm going. I didn't do that before. I, I didn't. I, and I will show you some early ones. I mean, I can show you some early ones that are early. I can show you my very first one, which is a joke. Yeah. You know, we want to see okay. it. Cause okay, we, <laughs> we, um, the, one of the reasons I wanted Johnny to show kind of his, because you, in five years, you've actually expanded your knowledge and you use this a lot more as well as you're able to, um, that looks totally blank to us. Just so Hold you on. know. Okay. So are you, is it, what do you see anything now? Just the same thing. Lost and found. Okay. Well, let me turn that one off. Okay. Hold on. Let me go back to my thing here. That's okay. How, we'll, how, how, do I, how do I go back to the... At the top, stop screen share if you want, and then you can go back oh, to screen yeah. share. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it, I promise. I'm, okay. so bad. I'm so bad at this stuff. Okay, so please work. Okay, do you see that? Yes. Okay, so remember how I told you about Matthew Kelly? Find one thing in the mass? Mm -hmm. so I wrote that, and I did not have a little doggy over there. 
So when I went home, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to put a little graphic with it that made sense. So that's where I got started. You know, even in our harried and noisy world, there's an in, uh, in, insistent call to sit back and quite listen. I kept thinking of the RCA dog logo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's me taking the time and you know, look, that's not typography. That's just me, you know, writing things down. So the next week when I decided to maybe do more things, I went and did this one, which is an absolute train wreck. It, it, look, there's no date on it. I don't know where this was. It's all over the place. It doesn't make any sense to me as I'm looking for it. Obviously, look in unexpected places for the gifts was <laughs> so right. there's a lot of puns in there. But I'm looking at this going, this was probably one of my very first ever Sabadoodles. And obviously it's Catholic because there's a bishop hat there with the staff. Right. But and so what you see is when there wasn't that structure there before I had Mike's book, it's chaos. You don't know where you're going. And then eventually it ends up starts looking like this. So this but, is and, and in the beginning, it was kind of just images. It wasn't really taking notes. It was kind of like, oh, well, here's what I'm seeing. Maybe not a lot of taking in what you're right. you're getting from the the message. Yeah, I, you know that star was probably something on a probably something on a stained glass window. I'm thinking I saw the bishop come in and with his hat and staff. So I just drew that. A lot of it was I didn't know what I was doing then, so I was going by observation, obviously not listening. <laughs> so I mean, right. seriously, it's not. Li- I'm not listening, and and so then, whatever. And I went looking through old sketches, and I I, I didn't really see where the next one was because it was all over the place in my organization. And like I said, then you end up where you start seeing, uh, you know, I'm already starting to put the the date in the left hand side. Copy is everywhere now. That little person at the bottom. I know what that means. That's a language thing. That's a baptism. There was, a, there was a baptism that day. So that's kind of the start. And then you start seeing an evolution of I'm starting to work things a little different. I'm starting to put things together different. So you change sketchbooks too. So, yes, and yes. you also these figured. Are small. These are very small. And that ended up not being good for at, in a pew at church. Awful because they're tiny. The back's not very good. You don't, you don't have the luxury of having a table in front of you. So you're on your knee. Now, I know Mike Jones does this at his church uh, from Creative South, and they have tables at their church. And man, they are, I am so like jealous of that. <laughs> you don't have to sit at a table at our church, but you can. Yeah. And you know, it's just funny because I go back, I haven't looked at this stuff in really a while, and to see kind of my way my head's starting to work, it's really interesting. Like, some are really busy, and some are not so busy. And, and these are no prep. So did you even know no what the prep. message was? No, these are no prep. These, these are at the Catholic church. This is before I even converted to Episcopal. So these are really no prep at all. Um, but I've heard these, you know, I went to church for, I know most of these stories and I can tell you the themes a lot. So a lot of it was, I started to kind of know where to go with it. You'll see a lot of crowns. You'll see a lot of certain things that are thematic in the work. Um, this is starting to get, so this is 2015. I'm really starting to change uh, the way we're doing it. Uh, I, you know, I'm doing a little more typography, I'm doing a little more drawing than I did in the past. Um, but it's, you know, I, I really started getting the comic books a lot too. You know, so I'm a big comic. Another thing that I think holds some people back is that they might not be great spellers. So again, this is really just for you and putting, 
um, you can choose to put this out there or not. And I know Jen does, um, who's also in the audience, she does her sabadoodles. She, her, she at church and she puts them in there. And I mean, I'm not saying Jen never, I mean, I've never seen any misspelled on Jen or on Johnny's, but I know oh, no, that I, I have lots <laughs> I, I have lot. and I, and I put it and then I exit out. Oh, <laughs> like I make a joke about it. And that's in Mike Rohde's book, by the way, of like, make a joke about it, you know, and make, like make it a thing because it happens. And yeah. so you just can't be so precious about it. But I think it's just about getting out there and trying and mm -hmm. doing it. And I know Jen actually shares hers, but yep. you don't have to share yours if you don't want to share them. Right. It, it, it makes you accountable to because I wanted to get better at it. And to be mm -hmm. honest, there's some very personal thing in my early ones, like very personal so those did not get shared, but I was, right. I was, I, I kept, I don't mind showing meeting notes, you know, but that service to me has become very important. And so it was getting a little weird to put that out live or put it out on social media, but I was encouraged by so many people that mm -hmm. I should do this. And so that's why it's changed a little bit of the way I do them now. I, I know there's eyeballs on them. So that changed the way it is. It's a little I'm pretty open today. I'm a pretty much an open book. I'll tell you anything, but they're just some things are a little tighter because they're sensitive at the time. And they are. And when they weren't so precious and it was just mine, it was with abandon. It was just me practicing and I didn't care. But now there's a barrier in the way mm. of me not being so open you know, or, or like willing to risk a little more because I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess up my page. Because <laughs> But it's true. It really is. It's a, it's a lot different of like a jam session if you're in a band or like making a record, you know, like if it's a jam session, you're just letting it go. But if you're making a record, you're sitting there going, oh, I got to craft this love letter. Bullshit. It's, it's really a hot date, you know. Right. All right. So what about, uh, so that's actually a, a current struggle now is that. Yeah. You want it to, you feel like there's the pressure of on yourself to make it look good. But what about, what were some of the early struggles? What, what were things that you would tell somebody now who's like, huh, hey, maybe I'll try this. Don't worry about drawing. You'll get better. Don't worry about typography because there's really simple ways. I mean, when someone showed me how to do the uh, thick and thin type real quick, that changed everything. It, I don't vary my type as much anymore because it's so in the moment, mm -hmm. but that was, some of the later ones I'll point out the way I do typography now with the, the display faces. Um, don't be worried about what people think. Don't be worried about how you're doing it. Uh, you know, it's, it's really a, it's for, it's for you. It's not for everybody, by the way, I will say that right now. And um, you know, don't, let anybody else try to distract you or discourage you from doing something that you want to do. That, I, like I said, I, I got some weirdness from people around me of thinking I was wasting time or so what, not, not paying attention. So what about um, the time commitment or of doing anything, actually anybody trying to learn something new, if this seems this, this actually helped you comprehend better. So there were multiple ways that this was beneficial to you. Yes. I, I, I think now very much in paths now, hmm. how do things connect? How do these ideas connect? It has really changed the way I, I, I structure things. Uh, it's helped tremendously with my layouts, like doing layout and things now, because that's all I'm doing 
on the fly, I'm doing layouts now across a spread. Um, so th there's lots of things that, that help you with that. Help you. What was the question again? <laughs> How, so time. So what were, oh, yeah. you know, like, cause some people want to get better, but they're like, Oh, that's kind of a lot of time. Or if you're, how, how often are you doing this? And, well, and that was great because you're in a meeting and you're getting your information down and working on your layout and your drawing or in church or watching TV or listening to the news or uh, doing a or sketch noting a podcast. So really, it's like the secondary thing you're doing to start doing that. Right. I, I think it's uh, I can throw it in at all the times that I would say would be totally wasted time for me. It's really bad client meetings I've had. Where hey, I didn't get much out of the meeting, but I got I figured out a really cool way to draw women, <laughs> you know, or or a cool way to do glasses or right. So, but one thing I want to make sure. So you had said earlier, um, you'll get better about drawing, but you were actually putting time into looking at things and researching. Yes. It wasn't like you're just going to get better. If you don't ever, if you just keep drawing the same stick figure, you might get better at that same stick figure. But if you want yep. to push yourself, you do have to kind of look at something else. And you're also not doing portraits. We kind of learned that last week. We're not doing portraits. We're doing um, just general kind of people or, or uh, field. And you actually have some interesting um, tips on people as well. I don't know if that was one of my questions I asked. Yeah, I do, but let me show you influences real big because we talked about Mike right. Rode and page structure. Let me show you about voice and, and style. Okay. So let me show you that real quick. So, um, and this guy's name is Joe Sacco, and I cannot tell you how important it was for me. What? Do you see that? Uh, yes. Wait, wait, that, that's mine, right? That's Mike Rohde's um, okay. Okay. Let, workbook. Let me, let me find that. I, I am all over the place. I am so sorry. Here we go. So that's Mike Rohde's book right there. Yes. So this guy right here is Joe Sacco. He is um, brilliant, brilliant book. Uh, I mean, writer. Uh, he's a writer. He's a, a, what's a, an illustrator, reporter. So this is a book called Palestine. And when I saw his work, I, I just – I love the use mm. – Everything that he does, it's like a cartoon, but it's like journalism, and it's it's simply drawn but complex. And so you'll see his style, and look at his type at the top. I was like, oh my gosh, I could do this. I could do this style. So uh, that changed a lot of what I was doing. Uh, let me go to some other things here. Uh, you will start seeing. Oh man, I'm so all over the place. Um, Darn. Well, I will skip that for a while. So, uh, so that his style taught me a lot about drawing people. And by the way, this is his book right here, Palestine. Okay, and I'll, I know it's I'll make sure I put it in the show notes yeah. too. And it, it seriously is incredible to um, to, to see his work. Uh, because it, it gave me, like, I can draw to that guy's style. And then you said, how do I practice? Well, the practice, please be up here for this. Um, I didn't. Well, darn. Let's see here. One more time. I know this is not good for video, but uh, let me go to my thing here. I have a practice little thing. Let's see here.
Um, I should be talking, but I'm like typing, trying to do I I, I, <laughs> find to, books. I'm trying to find all this stuff that I have. But you, you actually, so I, and this wasn't even in our thing. What I think I was supposed to ask you, but I do think that the people are a hard thing to do, and you actually have shown a ton. I see an evolution in your people for sure. Uh, yes, <laughs> by far. Hold on. I, I, I knew I, I knew I'd be so doing the wrong thing. Okay, here we go. So when you said about practice, right? Yes. Okay. Please tell me that that's like. Yes, we can see um, symbols. Okay, and symbols. It- okay. So, um, wow. So, okay. So, Joe Sacco. See, so this is actually your little, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So little design I, recharge. I love your design recharge thing because it goes easily in my pocket, or it's real easy to work with. Mm-hmm. But so when Joe Sacco's book, I love so much. I literally started copying his style one after the other. Just practicing. Because I wanted to do what he does mm. and I did it one and I did 30 days in a row uh, mm. was the idea and that's how I was practicing yes because I wanted to get that style I just the way he does those lines that he does mm-hmm. and his faces and you know I didn't do the first one very good so I did it again the second day it's, it's just that was something I was really starting to play around with and I, I took a huge step in the right direction I think once I started doing that with Joe Sacco's work and then I started doing other artists that I like that's Oming it's called powers I really started my to try to start doing things to learn a little better and make it to be not in real-time sketch noting but real-time learning and purposeful learning right and that's how all the old masters would learn they would practice old paintings they would do the same painting that somebody else had done tons of times and so again it's just like when you're practicing learning how to write you're just practicing writing letters over and over and so i think it starts getting muscle memory right yeah you start stealing styles too like the way he did shading and the way he did noses Mm -hmm. and the way he would like integrate type into the image and so all i kept saying was i am literally going to steal and steal and steal as much as i can because It's exactly what I wanted it. That's where I'm trying to get. Now, what's crazy is you start developing your own style after copying. No matter how hard you're copying, you start developing the way you do it. It is really really interesting to to, to see that process. Um, I kind of want to jump to one of the later ones. Go ahead. That I have. Um, Let's see here. Okay, and then let me go back to you. Sorry. It's okay. I get so. <sighs> I know. I'm, I try not to talk to you when you're doing it because it was the same way I would be. I need to focus. Okay. So okay. this is not the one I wanted. So what, what do you <laughs> see? I see. What are you looking for? The light um, and the beer can, and then oh my lord and my god! It's like a four piece. Okay. Okay, so as you can see, see that line work that I'm doing with the hair? Yes. And the shading? That is Joe Sacco straight to the point. Okay. I mean, I was taking the way, he, again, the way I can do it, because I really can't do it as well as he can. Um, but I, I took a lot of that style from that. Um, 
So let me see. I want to show. I, I can't find the one darn thing that I want everybody. Well, Andre just says he may be able to see one of Joe Sacco's originals. Later this year, the theme of a comic book festival is journalism in comics, but haven't read any of his books. So obviously you should uh, pick it up. Um, he, Johnny he, would give you. He is. I, I just love his work. I can't tell you how much I love his work. Uh, he is. Oh my gosh. I mean, if I, that's the one guy I haven't been able to meet that I'm really dying to meet at a comic con and he, he doesn't really, he really doesn't really do them anymore. So, um, that's kind of sad. So I cannot find the one darn. Well, one of the things you talked about as being, I'm going to keep going and you can keep trying. Okay. Um, so with, I'm going to go to number five and then we'll go back to four. Okay. But faces and people tend to be hard. Um, yes. As you know, and you have, I feel like, done a great job at conquering this. Do you have any tips for beginners in sketchnoting as they prepare to draw a face or the body of their subject? Because you told me something specific about a body. And if you could move that up a little bit, Johnny, we can't see it all. It's like cut off in the middle. Which one is it? Though? That's the only problem. Oh, that that it. So, okay. If you move that window up a little, we can't see it. Okay. Well, what are you seeing? Now I just see your face. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Um, <laughs> it was like half a Moses. It, oh, here we go. You... Okay, I'm, I'm going to leave this one up and not go anywhere else. So, do you see a dog now? Yep, we see the dog. Okay, so let me go to these. These are these are what I'm getting to. So, let's talk about drawing a face, right? Okay. Let me, let me find a good one. Okay, I started not drawing faces. See, right. see the the guy with no face. <laughs> right. I, I was really. Well, you're drawing good. a head. Well, I was drawing the head because, you know, you see those, the, you know, those skill things you do on YouTube and stuff. And, and it was like drawing figures. And so I was drawing these little heads. And then the more I tried to put the detail into it, it would muck it all up. Mm -hmm. So I could easily draw robes, which is great for biblical stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it's swoopy and long and it kind of covers the body. And then uh, so to be honest, for the longest time, I did very little uh, what I would say is detail work. So I was getting shapes. And then I was like, well, I better learn how to draw a beard. So I got good at drawing beards, you know, so I do a lots of beards. Mm -hmm. And then the idea is keep it really simple. Like I don't really do eyes either. Well, if you see an eye now, my eyes will be closed. See how Elijah's eye is just a little mm -hmm. U? And then I started looking at, well, it kind of looks like letter forms. So a lot of times a face is like a J with a U for an ear. And so I really was just simplifying and simplifying every one of my drawings. So it became more interesting by simplicity, not so much by detail. So these are also a little bit easier because you don't know what Elijah looked like. But right. what about when you, or you're not looking at Elijah, I don't think when you're, uh, the pastor's no, I, talking about it. But yeah. what about when you're actually doing that at a conference? And because I think that that's something that you've, you've gotten to m more now when you're actually doing the person who's talking. Okay. So n n now you're making me change. I know. Thing. I'm sorry. It's, but, that's okay. That's totally okay. So let me. But get, you told okay, me here something. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I, I don't know what I told you. So, I'm so move. Look. can you move it up in the screen? I don't know what that means. Move it up in the screen. Okay. So it looks like half. Uh, it looks like we're only seeing half of us. Uh, like you need to move the window physically up. It's as far. It's all the way. At the oh, top. it's at the top. Hmm. Yes. Okay, never mind. Well, all we we it's cut off at the bottom of the four for the Fahrenheit four fifty one. Okay, that we're on the wrong thing totally. Okay, so 
That one. Yeah, now we see the whole thing. Okay, they, yes, okay. So, so now I'm drawing people that I know, right? Real people. So this is a book reading, right? And mm -hmm. the guy with the beard right here with the glasses, that's actually Tommy and kind of, it kind of looks like him. Okay. So what I do is I, I look at the person and I say, well, there's a way of drawing a man and there's a way of drawing a woman. He's got roughly an oval face. He has no hair, so I make sure the hair matches. He's got a beard. He's got a ponytail. And then the certain way the nose is, okay, his nose is very manly. Let me show you a girl real quick because a girl is real swoopy. It's um, – oh, no, I'm not going to find one. Hey, there's so, one. Okay, swoopy so, girl. So see the nose on, Re on Rebecca Byrne over there? Yep. That's when I learned, oh, my gosh, I can make a girl real easy by a pointy nose and mm. certain features where a guy has more of a rounded nose. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple little weird things like that that starts changing the way you design. Andre gave us a little tip over here. He's, she's, he said a girl has boobs. Well, yes. th that too. And then, you know, I, and by the way, you put a tie on somebody, it's a man, uh, a certain uh, sleeveless dress, it's automatically a woman. It's, it's really the, there's details in there, but not very tight details. But then another thing you talked about was if somebody was um, uh, larger, you're going to make them like <laughs> the, if the camera adds 10 pounds, a doodle, a sketch note will lose 10 pounds, right? Right. So I try my best to give the best version of somebody if they're, you, you know, I, okay, here's the other thing. So do you see the one I have up right now? Yes, there's Stacy in the bottom. Okay, so that's my uh -huh. wife. That's my wife, and that does kind of look like my wife. This, what, what, this is a bad time to talk about weight. Hold on. This is not a, this is not a sequitur about weight. So <laughs> what I do is I tend to draw them as like relatively thinner people in general, but like I said, focus on certain things that make them them, their hair, their eyes, their, they wear glasses or not. But I, to be honest, that's one of the rare ones that kind of looks like my wife. A lot of times my drawings do not look like the person and I don't want them to see it because they're like going, I don't have a big fat nose like that. That's right. just the way it came out. But I think if you're, and we're going to talk about this next week a little bit with Emily because she's actually taking it to the streets and she's actually doing this for work. And you've actually done a little bit of this. So because you've, you have more confidence in your sketch noting now, when you go to a conference, you will tell them what you will do. So... Um, uh, let me make sure I can pull the dang thing up. So what I do is, this is, uh, I, go, I go and I do a sketch note for it. Uh, Creative South, I've done it. I've done it at AIGA. I've done it at Podcast Movement. Podcast Movement is great because nobody sketch notes there because it's all audio people. It's not the graphic designers. So you, you stand out because what I do is, when I get done with the person and doing the sketch note, I uh, send it to them on Twitter. And by the time I am done, I mean, they always respond. They love it. Everyone wants high-res copies of it because they never see their speech, their, their presentation in that type of form before. So I've made a lot of connections with people. Uh, you know, that's known in my brand, I guess, at the conference as that, oh, there's that doodle guy. Uh, and I got to meet my heroes by doing it. And please let this work, too. So let me make sure it's open. Uh, let me show you some of my favorite people I've gotten to meet by doing this. Please let this work. Oh, we need to drum roll. I know. I, I'm all over. Let's see here. Let's see. But don't you guys love all the images? Like, 
give them a little love over in the chat because I do think it is really hard to have so many images up because preview doesn't always work exactly it is. the it's way so we want difficult. it to be. And this is not the one I want to show, but here it is. So is this Glenn? What you see, Glenn Washington? Yes. Now, now it's it's working right. Okay. We see everything. So that's Glenn Washington. He has snap judgment. I absolutely, absolutely love him, and it is his speech at podcast movement. I showed that to him, and he just absolutely loved it. And you know, he took a picture with me, which I was supposed to have that somewhere, and I can't find it. And <laughs> the second one is Alex Bloomberg from Gimlet Media. This is my hero in podcasting. I absolute hero. And you know he has a copy of this. He he wanted. I, I have his email because he emailed me. I mean, he got my email to email him a full res copy of this. So it really is a great way to meet somebody. And I'm gonna do it anyway. You know. And mm -hmm. I, I wish I had the picture. Of, let's see if I can pop it up real quick. Uh, so just so you know, Fabio gave you a ton of claps like this. Oh, thanks. And then Stephen said, "Yeah, visuals for podcasts is a great idea." And Michelle said, "Very inspiring!" with an exclamation mark. Andre said, "You can do it!" exclamation mark. And then Olga says, "Love the idea of sketch note sketch noting a podcast." And again, we've Johnny and I have talked about this. Is that this is something that's not visual if you're just listening to it? So why couldn't you? We yes. are visual people. Why don't you visualize it and then send it to them and let them see what they're doing? Because sometimes they're not even thinking about this stuff at all. So do oh. you see, do you see Dustin Pass. Lee? Yep. Retro okay. lift, so, vector tone. So we're friends with Dustin Lee. And this is one of the first ways I met him. I went to his passive income thing. And that was early on when I was doing no visual. This is really early on. And, uh, you know, he loved it. And then Jason Craig is right here. Mm -hmm. and, yep, you know, he's it, my, and his, his was more visible and his was more visual because he's talking about graphic design. Mm -hmm. um, Heb, Heba was last last year's, yep. uh, not this last one before. Uh, there's Peter Del Tondo. Um, and I do this kind of comic book style and it's little quotes that he has. And it's really kind of fun. Like, like I love that. I love his and, and good at making babies is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is Paul, Sy Paul Sahir, which is a famous designer, AIGA. He did all the They Might Be Giant album covers. And mm -hmm. by the way, he hung out with me roughly that whole weekend because of this. When he oh. hung out with me, he liked me. He just, you know, because he's, oh, I love your thing. By the way, the, the teddy bear with the, the, that was his drawing. I was just redoing it. Okay. Uh, there's this crazy woman named Nellie from France. See how crazy that thing is? Her had the craziest presentation I've ever seen. 48 people were up there by the time it was all. So that's why it's crazy looking like that. Cause she was crazy. So I made the design kind of represent it a little bit. Um, this, so uh, these are small. So again, you tiny. went back to it. You at, at church, you've gone to a bigger. Yeah. Book. Why did you go small here? Uh, small. It was easy to carry and I'd had not gotten my favorite sketchbook yet. Okay. So these, and I'll, I'll show you these. Let me run through this. Just want to keep going back to it. This is Eddie Opara. This is, okay, this is uh, Podcast Movement. This is Roman Mars. That, that was the only reason why I went that year was to meet Roman Mars, you know, and got to do that. Um, so there's the Glenn Washington after I showed him. He, like, was so, he loved it. <laughs> he absolutely loved it. Um, that's uh, Alex Bloomberg right here. So, and he actually signed the, the back of it. This is one of my most prized ones because it was so difficult. This is what I would say getting advanced on and sketch noting. This was Glenn Washington with Dan Pashman in an outdoor po live podcast at the taste of Chicago. So they're there on the right hand side. And then a panel came on 
So I had one, two, three, four, five, six people to go through in that podcast. And that's called a skyscraper model. Cause it's all, see how it's all done with each person mm-hmm. as their roughly skyscraper. It, I knew to do that early on because I knew I'd get a lot of quotes from them. And so early on, I knew every person has their segment and their section to do it. And that's why I did quotes all the way down at based on the people. Cool. So that's actually the people. And then that's the, the drawing, which I did a pretty good job of representing them. So let me ask you a question. So yeah. I'm, I'm really terrible at, I have to actually write it down really quickly as they're saying yeah. it. So are you using pencil? You're straight right then, right doing it. Pen. I don't use pencil pen. at all. That's what I mean. Yeah, no it's, pencil. It's pen. It's, I love these things called 4A pens. All right. They're these little cheap uh, pens you get at Office Depot. Come and closer. Yeah, the, well, you're not gonna be it's backwards anyway. So it's foray. It's not backwards to us. Oh, okay. So it's foray, and it's at uh, Office Depot, and they're roughly like the Sharpie fine pens, mm-hmm. but cheaper. And then I still use the thicker marker uh, Sharpie sometimes as well. But I really don't use a lot of color, and I don't use a lot of pen styles like the weights because I, everything's kind of I'm keeping it kind of simple so then Hannah asked what's your favorite sketchbook so tell us show us that while you're on screen so this is a sketch how easy is that a sketchbook <laughs> you, you get it at uh, Barnes and Noble so I love it because the paper is wonderful and it's bound by thread in the middle it's so easy to open up. It's got kind of a hard back, but not so it lays hard. flat. It oh, is, I see. So lays, it's a soft cover. It's so great, and I, I skip every page. So every spread, so you'll have a spread like. So this. you don't have any bleed through. No bleed through, and so then sharpies are real bad about bleed through. Those four rays are not near as bad, but one thing I will tell you about cheating a little bit. Um, so when you see, let me find a really complex one. So like this one, which I call the, the, the hitting on Jesus, the guy he sees hitting on him. Kind of <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually uh, draw that a little bit in pencil, the complicated parts before I go to church. And then I pencil and then I mark on top of it because it's too hard to be fast and want to get something complex in there. And I will say that it's, it's, it's ruined me a little bit because it's not as in the moment. It doesn't feel as spontaneous. Right. All right, so let's go to that. Yeah. So you talked about the skyscraper. You've talked about some other things. And you told me that the single most influ- – we have 10 minutes left. We'll go three minutes right. over okay. since we started three minutes late. All right. Um, what was the single most influential thing that you discovered and learned about sketchnoting that really changed the way you approach it, which you told uh, me was layout? It is. It's, it's understanding the how the page works before. The parameters of creating, this is how the page is going to work for me, because it, it's the one thing you can control. You cannot control the message. You cannot control all the other stuff. You don't know what's coming at you. Controlling the page is the one thing you have. So how would somebody do this? So I understand now what you mean by skyscraper. So you have a panel and you have these things and you can do quotes down. Yeah. So how, how would somebody, um, what are some other styles or layout styles? Uh, well, that's good. Uh, Mike, I, I would say go to Mike Rohde's book. Okay. Because to be honest, I mean, there are so many ways of doing all this stuff. Because in the um, beginning, you weren't doing anything really. You just no. had the date, and and yeah. now you kind of have this idea, and the notes are on the right hand side, and then yeah. you pull things in, right? Yeah, it really is. And um, yeah, I'm looking at now. I don't have any 
thing really. So there's certain things I really love. Maps. I've gotten really big at maps mm -hmm. because I like seeing where things are. So I'll start using that as like a border kind of a little bit. Um, like I said, certain things that you know you can control, control it always, but I still play around with it a lot. Like, like that one doesn't really have uh, always like the, this might have been Christmas. This is Christmas, so the sermon wasn't very long, so it's all about the readings. Hmm. And by the way, so this is another thing I love. So this is what I always draw my prophets, like Doc Brown from uh, <laughs> from uh, Back to the Future, because I imagine that's a really hard job, and that you're probably pretty crazy. So every <laughs> prophet I ever have will always look like that. And it's just little bitty things, and then there's little small things like the numbers right here, right there. It's the, it's the hymn numbers, but if I ever die and they go back and look at these, they don't think it's some kind of weird like Bible code. <laughs> they're little small things that you do, uh, you know, like this little thing right here looks like an Illuminati drawing. This is about the Doubting Thomas kind of thing. Mm. So, so talking about evolution, so this was two years ago, right, of the, mm -hmm. same, the same sermon, Doubting Thomas, and this is what it's kind of become now. Mm, so it's a man. lot so it's a lot, much more complex and then how i kind of integrated the thomas thing and like a hand mm -hmm. into the thing so it, it's that's because i'm doing the work beforehand and not in the moment uh you but know it's also practice that you're taking the time to practice and really listen to the message um <laughs> brian white says lol john the baptist looks look on the, yeah. His look on all the prophets. Yeah. yeah, I always love that crazy, like, furry thing he wears and the big hair. And, like, I always like, man, that guy was really out in the wilderness. I mean, so, yeah, I always imagine all the prophets are really crazy. Um, you know, but you start drawing enough of these things that it becomes, uh, a, like I said, a language. And the other thing is you learn to break it. Like, when I've drawn Lazarus a couple times, it's always Jesus from, like, speaking to the tomb. So he's mm -hmm. from his, like him, look at it. So this time I got tired of drawing that, so I draw it from Lazarus looking out to Jesus because I wanted to switch it up because after you've done three years of this, you start realizing you don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again, but it gets a little better. And there's one last thing I wanted to show because this is where I, I took a big turn. Um, so Andre has a question while you look yeah. for it. Yes. Johnny, have you seen the drawings that John Hendricks does also during church? I have not. I have not. I will look it up and I will put it in the show notes. So uh, the crazy thing is all the years of me doing advertising and being taught, right? Mm -hmm. um, see, that's why I don't understand why it keeps doing that. Okay, I can do this. So... Uh, why in the world did I not start doing ads? <laughs> yes. So here's roughly, it says, what are you looking for? It's like light of the world. So I did light beer. It's a great life, more filling. So I have all of these little uh, segments that I've, throughout the book that are really me creating ads inside of the, inside of the, the, and I get really worried. I've talked to my, I've talked to my, um, um, priest about this and i said i don't want you to think that i'm being crass about this i'm not saying the commercial the commercialization of christianity and and she knows that she knows that intent is not there <laughs> but like this one right here is a true ad it's the wedding at cana right 
So right. I drew the Chateau de Jesus is the wine label. Mm. And then there's a little guy, the, the, the chief steward, giving a little testimonial. Like, good wine from the fine, you know, good wine from the first serving to the last. And I create these little ads. And it was one of those things that really opened up my, my fun, the creativity. It, it, it really opened me up because I was taking what I learned in this commercial art world and putting it in this little, in this other, this other type of sketch nerding. I love this. So you actually also, I do want to talk about this before we go, that you actually because <laughs> I could see how maybe uh, Beverly would be like, what are you doing here, buddy? But but yeah. I think she probably really likes it. And you actually do a podcast because you are a podcast fanatic. Mm -hmm. So you do a podcast with her where you kind of go through and it's called Pulpit to Pew, right? PulpitToPew.com. And it it's hard to this is so great about video. You can show things, even though as badly as I went through all those examples. But when you're doing a podcast to describe something you're looking at, it's very difficult podcasting. So we will reference my sketch notes and her notes. But the show is not a Bible show. The show is a show about what the uh, speaker intended you to hear and what we heard from the pew. So it really is this kind of back and forth. And I ask a lot of questions and she asked about how in the hell did you ever get this out of what I was saying? So it really is an interesting conversation, but we do, I, I on, I think one of the shows we actually talk about, I don't, I'm curious what you think about what I'm doing and I don't want you to take it as I'm not taking this stuff very seriously. It's even more so she doesn't at all. She loves it. And then she has presented this at national conferences uh, to help her with her ways of presenting her own work. And it's, it's helped her with her career as well uh, in standing out. Doing the podcast has been really big because people always ask, how in the world did you get to do this? And she roughly said, somebody in my parish knew how to do this stuff. So, Right. Well, it's also using the talents that you're given. And um, it is a community. It's not just one person standing up there, I think. And she, her name is uh, Beverly Gibson and brilliant. She uh, was a professor at Troy State in English and literature before she went to divinity school. So she could explain these lessons, these stories, the, the, the very, very, very well. And she always brings in, it's okay. Your sketch note is also only as good as speaker. I'm not kidding. So if you have a really dry and bland speaker, I have a feeling your sketch notes are going to be dry and bland as well. Hmm. Beverly will bring in things like, Beyonce's lemonade in her sermon. She will bring up pop culture stuff. She'll bring up Harry Potter. She'll talk about first century mystics. Uh, you know, she brings up lots of movies and Disney and all of these things. So that gives you a huge array of things to work with that are very interesting from a verbal standpoint for you to do visually. And so one thing about doing it at church is that you know you have this uh, regular thing. Now meetings, you have meetings Mm -hmm. regularly you could if you don't go to church you can do it at a meeting but you actually also have been doing it in some odd places yeah. shoot i know dang it okay let me go back make sure i get that i don't definitely want to share this hold on real quick so you've been so tell yeah. can you talk while you look I, I can talk while i look okay so i i have been finding the other places to do it and one of the places that i've been thinking about i've went i've done it at a, at a, at a museum i have done it at um God, it's so much easier to show it than do it. Um, shoot. Have you ever done a football game? Because you go to football uh, games. That I would don't be know. Football games would be really, really hard. Okay, so that right there, the Fahrenheit, you see the Fahrenheit? Yes. Okay, that's a book reading. Uh, uh, yeah, I was banned books. This is a book reading, a guy doing two chapters of his book. 
uh, okay, this was Scotty Russell, Scotty mm -hmm. Russell. Uh, okay, that's a meeting when Hummingbird Ideas was figuring out what and what we do. So that mm -hmm. was an internal meeting that, to be honest, I was, all over, I was really kind of bored, to be honest. But, I mean, it was, it, actually, this is in a textbook. For college textbook now, um, I'm uh, whatever. Uh, so that's a community foundation meeting, and this was at a bar. And I found out what a black velvet and a snake bite was, so I drew what the snake bite and the black velvet was. Uh, okay, this is at a museum, the Chicago Institute of Art. And so what I drew was things that I found really interesting in some of the paintings, or or, mm -hmm. or something that I read, which is really great because my ADHD and my personality, I want to run through a museum and it drives Stacy crazy because she wants to take time with it. Well, now I am taking time with things. I'm slowing down. I'm actually slower than she is, but again, positive and negative. It's positive. I'm slowing down. It's positive. I'm learning. And I'm and again, copying masters, doing some cool style things and taking my time. But now Stacy doesn't feel like I'm with her at the museum. So that, you're in your world, you know, you're in your world, you're not in mine. So that can be another kind of thing that you've learned from doing it at church or doing yeah. it um, at other times yeah. is that the people you're with, because you're so into it. And I think maybe other people feel like this too. When I think um, Amaryllis said that, I'm pretty sure Alma has said that, that they kind of get in their own world when they're, when they're doing yes. the sketch noting. Uh, so this one right here is Gordon Parks is one of my favorite photographers. He it's it's brilliant. He, he, he love him. So this was at the this just happened to be at the Chicago Institute of Art when we were there, and it's him and Robert Ellison. Robert Ellison wrote The Invisible Man, uh, the 1950s book. It's it's a it's Gordon Parks photography, Robert Ellison's words together. So I did this in the exhibit, and it's. I just love working on it. I loved looking at it. I love doing it. And so I posted this on Instagram and, you know, Gordon Parks uh, estate. So the works of Gordon Parks is on Instagram. And of course I tagged them. Well, they retweeted this. And this is one of those things about when you said, what was that breakthrough that you had? Right. Mm. I'm a commercial artist, meaning I didn't even see myself as an artist. I am an advertising person. Right. I never see myself as an artist, ever. I just don't. I, I just never have. And when they reposted this, their quote was, we love seeing Gordon's work influencing and inspiring other artists to evolve what he has done. And that was a big thing for me because somebody that I really, really enjoy and something that I really, really respect just called me an artist based on what he had done. So that, that was a huge thing for me in my evolution of my confidence. Right. And I, I think that that's the other thing is that you're going to get better, but you have to keep trying. But when you put it out there in the world, it helps your confidence to grow because it does take some guts to put it out there and you have to kind of be on the edge and be okay because there will be people who maybe don't encourage, mm -hmm. but you have to look at, you have to choose to look at how you have grown instead of, just looking at the negatives. Yeah, and be prepared for people to say, can I take a picture of that? Because they don't normally see somebody taking notes like that. And right. they are fascinated. So be able to speak about it a little bit and be okay with that. And, and it, 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 it really is, a, it, it has taken over my life, meaning I never not do it. Mm -hmm. That's the crazy thing. 
So real quick, um, I'm going to try to rapid fire a little bit. Sure. How long would you tell somebody to commit to try sketchnoting? I give everything three times no matter what. I, I do, but uh, give it give it some time. I, like once a week for three weeks yeah, or once a week for three months? That's what I, you know, I started that way. I did probably once every Sunday for three months. I mean, th that was it. So one hour a week for three months was roughly I was getting a lot better, but I'm obsessive. So of course, once I got into it and understood it, I started reading about it and I got Mike's book and then and it really does help to start with Mike's book because he gives you, well, here's another one real quick too. Scott McCloud, Understanding yep. Comics. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This, because a lot of my work, I mean, a lot of the sketch notes, you see bubbles and I just take straight off the, like a comic book uh, type, type way of doing that. J.D. Crow is a big influence of mine too. Who was that? J.D. Crow, J.D. Crow, the the political satirist for uh, AL.com and uh, Press Register. The satirists are brilliant because they have one panel, and the way they do their art and the way they do their ideas, or they say so much with so little, it's it's unbelievable. Okay, I'm just writing them down, so I'll get the links yeah. and put them in. Um, so here's what I tell everybody. So I feel like this has helped your confidence a ton in you being able to communicate your ideas even. Because mm -hmm. um, you've said that to me before. Oh, I'm just an art director. You know, I don't, I'm not. <laughs> and I totally don't see that as the only thing you are. That's not the only hat you wear. I feel like you are a designer and an artist. Um, so what, what would you tell your younger self to do differently if you could go back in time? And then how far back would you go? If I could go back in time to give me, like, again, back in the future where he gives them the book, you know? So the, yeah. book, the book that I would have given my 15-year-old self would have been uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist's mm -hmm. Way because it is do not let somebody tell you you can't do something, or especially in the art world. Art is not a career. I got that so much growing up that I had that in me and was beaten out of me by family. And, and nothing wrong, they, were, they cared about me. It's just... It, you know, they just tell you stuff like that. So the one thing I would say is there is a career in art. There's a career in creativity. And and if you want to do it, pursue it. And that book, The Artist's Way, is if you are in a rut in your life right now, that is a great book in the exercises to go through. All right. So last question, yep. um, although we haven't um, gotten them all covered, but we did a good job. We have like two that we didn't quite dig into. But I had an audience person, uh, Daniel, always gives us great um, questions. And he wanted to know, are there any, are there other musical instruments that you have played or with which you have experimented because you also are a musician? Uh, yes, I've actually played a theremin, which I actually love. So theremin is the thing with your hands that is the sound of good vibrations by the Beach Boys that woo that really and it's in a bunch of weird science fiction movies where UFOs come by. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I've actually got to play with that for I was in a band where the guy actually had one and those are really fun. Uh, I play mandolin a lot now, uh, more so than guitar, and I've hooked it up to my pedal board. So I make all these really weird sounds with like guitar pedals with my mandolin. And then I've just taken out my stand-up, electric stand-up bass, which is a wrestling a bear. It's fretless and things like that. And But I don't play professionally anymore. I don't play in front of people anymore, actually. Uh, music is something I love, and I don't, think I, have a, I don't think I have a true talent for it. So I don't go on stage anymore because once that's hallowed ground to me, and you had better be 
the top of your game when you get in front of people. Right. Gotcha. Good yeah. to know. So it's good that you're always taking chances, I think, um, especially with your art and you doing this. I think hopefully you've given people confidence to try this. And I think you got give them a lot of visuals to look at. And we did get to see an evolution. So just even start with, with an oval for somebody, um, making somebody uh, at their best um, possible. And then I want to make sure that everybody knows how to follow you. You can follow Johnny at johnnygwen.com you can that pretty much has links to everything mm -hmm. i'm going to put that over and it's j-o-h-n-n-y-g-w-i-n.com mm -hmm. and then you also are on twitter at the johnny gwen mm -hmm. and then on instagram at johnny gwen but then there's also sabadoodles and that's two b's s-a-b-b-a-d-o-o-d-l-e-s yeah and i've been right? bad we yeah, have been bad about putting that up though because it's always on johnny gwen on on instagram so i think i'm probably going to kill sabadoodles anyway okay not kill it but and then on my website there's all these project buttons and all that's on my project stuff cool and then links to deep fried studios stuff like that they can get there as well it's, it's that is the hub of all things that i have gotten myself deep <laughs> and <laughs> waist deep in so well, that's always, I think it's always good. So again, thank you so much. I always enjoy having you on the show and I always just enjoy hanging out and talking to you for sure. I know. And, and I'm sorry. I, I think I gave you a, a hodgepodge. No. Trying to find all those images. But I, when I do, I do a lot of public, public speaking, you know, and if I don't have my visuals, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. I actually think okay. everybody really appreciates okay. seeing the visuals. And cause, and I think I talked to you about this before. So I try to tell everybody, everybody who comes on, we do our test and I do a screen share. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we love to. And I know it's in the, like, you're in the middle of doing this. So sometimes it's hard to kind of change and you're like, ah, oh, forget it. I won't share any images. But it's harder for me to kind of share your yes. images. So it's really, it's really is a blessing if you guys do it for me. Um, so Michelle said, thank you so much, Johnny. Peace and blessing. So Brian Peace said that blessing. too. So uh, Olga also. So I just feel like I appreciate the visuals and I think as visual people, now granted when we're listening to it in a podcast, it kind of sucks, but I assume everybody's watching these. Well, um, well, I love the fact, I love that if you asked me to show it evolution and I didn't show anything, it'd be me like, oh, man, I was terrible when I started, and now I am world class. Just trust me on that. Let me tell you how good I am. I mean, you need to show that to show evolution. Well, and I think that it gives people hope, you know, and it's not like every, one of the things that stands out to me about your work is that it's not just flat. You actually are, are showing things that are in the foreground or in the background and they're getting smaller or bigger. I love the hand with the doubting Thomas and then the fingers become the okay. other apostles. And that is an evolution of the last year because that's when I'm sitting down going, what do I think I want to do? And so I'm doing it in my note, in my, uh, throwaway book meaning i have a mead book that's gridded that is just all of my craziness and everything in there and so i'm practicing that on sunday and i was going to do something pretty bland actually uh and but when i started drawing it i was like wait a minute it kind of looks like a hand when he's kneeling down for the people so it was really an evolution of playing around with what do i want to draw with downing thomas so right it, you know it it, it 
it, but it, it's it, conceptual like you it became it's more yeah. now conceptual and you're pushing yourself conceptually it's just another exercise uh, a muscle that we need to exercise well, and that's why i like talking about jd crow that the political sat satires i ask myself all the time well how would jd do it you know or that like a what would jesus do is like what what would jd do <laughs> yeah but he's a political satirist and he has to do so much and so little right with politics and so recently there was a thing about Nicodemus me meeting with Jesus, and he asked the question when he, Jesus was trying to like tell him about you have to be reborn, and he didn't understand it. Right. And he goes, well, you can't come out of your mother again. How was a man reborn? And so to draw that, I thought a stork with the baby little, like it's carrying the stork, it's carrying, but it's Nicodemus inside of it. You know, and, and that was the idea of that because no, I know exactly when I see that image what that story was. But I said, literally, said, how would JD Crow draw a, a guy asking, how in the world could a man be reborn again? Well, right. you take a stork, you take that, you put him in, and then you put the little voice bubble. There you go. Right. That's much better than trying to like crawl back into your mother's well, womb, right? You know, hold on. That could be a really weird drawing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be a PG 13 drawing. Um. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not very good. Again, anatomy is not my best perfect anatomy. You don't want me. To... Right. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll there. I won't talk about caves. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you. I always enjoy <laughs> hanging out with you. So, so next week is our final week on this yeah. series. And I would love to know what you guys think about it, if you'd like to do more. And it's actually like the series close is actually, I'm going to be gone and I'm taking three weeks off. Um, well, I'm not taking it off, but I'm going to be in Italy. And so I can't like oh. do a design recharge in Italy. That would be cool though, but I'm not sure that we have the, capabilities where we're going so I might do some Facebook lives so if you're following me on Facebook that'd be great you can check out everything I'm seeing and doing there but we I will be taking off three weeks and then I'm starting back with like somebody I totally geek over is Blake Stevenson but next week is Emily Carlton so we kind of started with Alma and we got all the we didn't kind of start. We started with Alma. We started with like how the brain works and why sketchnoting is actually really important and how it makes a difference. So if you're just coming in and you haven't seen the others that are in this series, you may want to go back. And then um, you can always search for that on the rechargingyou.com. And then last week we had Amaryllis Henderson and she did talk to us about faces and drawing faces and how to kind of get age and gender and race and all that kind of in, in a simple, not a portrait, but something simple. And then this week we showed an evolution to give people hope that, Hey, maybe this, I could be that good too. And hey, the next, Oh, go ahead. I said, well, I'm sorry. You brought Alma. Alma's a huge influence. No, yeah. too. I can't believe I forgot that. Cause around the time when the Matthew Kelly thing happened and the, the therapist, I, I, she would did it when I spoke in her class about social media. She actually sketch noted me, and that's the first time I ever saw it. Wow, that is much cooler than I had been told. So <laughs> Alma, and Alma does type and color so well, which I am so scared of color. She is a huge, huge step in my evolution of start of, of getting started for sure in uh, sketch noting. And when I do color, I'm going to use her style of color because it's simply it's simple. But it's very powerful. And so Alma has A-L-M-A-H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N, -N, two Fs, two Ns, on um, Instagram. So that's a good way to follow her. So, um, And the next week is Emily Carlton, who's actually taken it to the streets, meaning she is doing this, um, making money at doing this for um, 
as well as her other design and illustration practices. But we're going to kind of dig into that and see if you maybe are at that stage or that might be something that you're really into and you want to do. And I think, Johnny, you're kind of on the verge of being able to do something like that because you have the input from other people, especially at podcast movement or something mm -hmm. like that. I think people would totally give you money so, to do stuff like that. Another thing, too, is with Pulpit to Pew, there's almost 40, 50 ish, almost 50 episodes now. There's uh, Beverly, uh, Reverend Gibson's sermon notes, my sketch notes, and we're thinking of possibly doing a book eventually. Her notes and, and, and description and then my sketch notes and dealing with that. So there's a income model without me trying to once ever. I did not do sketch notes with any type of monetary commercialization of value to it at all. And it's kind of funny how it kind of lands in your lap and also starts adding like this has probably added more to my personal brand than almost anything I've done. Well, think about how invested you are and committed you are, have been to it mm -hmm. and how much time you spend doing it. And you, you have really gotten a ton better, but you've also grown a lot um, spiritually and just mm -hmm. in as a person, even when you're at a book reading or something, because you are able to kind of take in the information in a deeper level. I think. And I have commitment issues. So that is one of the few things that I've stuck with very, very yeah, well. That's five years. That's a long time. It is. And it, it does change the way you look at information. Now I'm not kidding you. I look at a lot of uh, infographics to not do infographics, but to see how they control hmm. uh, use of information to incorporate it into my cartoon comic type note things i'm always looking for little cool little tricks to do something uh with oh that's a great way of showing a lot of information and very little amount of space right and communicating it clearly right exactly so check it out next week with emily carlton it'll be the finale of the sketch noting series so if you have another series that you'd like for me to do um or put together uh i think four weeks is probably good I would think um, maybe three or four weeks, but let me know what you think. You can always send me an email at Diane at recharging you.com. And that's Y O U not just the letter. Um, and that's the letter in, in sign language. Cause I wanted to be a sign language teacher one day. And so when I do this, I don't, that's you just so you know, um, you don't know what I'm doing if you're listening, but anyway, um, make you have to watch the video till the end. So check it out. Um, sign up for the email newsletter. You'll get a link to the show. You'll also get the questions every week, and that's um, at uh, rechargingyou.com. And hopefully I'll see you guys all next week, and I'll be putting this up on YouTube so you can share it out. And the only other thing you can do that would help me out is you can give it a thumbs up on YouTube. You can rate it on iTunes. That would be super helpful, and I would appreciate it. And please come back after I get back in May um, so that you're not – it'll be Blake Stevenson, and he's like superhero to me. So I'm super excited to have him on. And he draws super cute monsters, so you have to love him. Okay? Anyway, I feel like I was just awkward silence, like, at the end of whatever. But anyway, Johnny, oh, you know I love you, oh, too. Oh, I'm not going to talk? I, no, I no. Know, okay. right. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm there's nothing happening. I know about sign-offs. I'm in the podcast world. Sign-offs <laughs> are very important. I am not stepping on your sign-off. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. So um, I'm going to hit stop, and um, we'll see you guys next week.